Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. This is David Spisak, and you are on Breakfast with Champions. You are at the biggest and most phenomenal breakfast table on the planet. Uh, and this is Wealth and Wellness Wednesday, and so I always like to speak last week, I was speaking more on the uh, wisdom side. And I'm going to go back to not really speaking about wealth, but just going from wherever you are to improving your circumstances on your way to the best version of you so that you could achieve also the best version of your life. And that's pretty cool. But before I do, I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, the Grow With God conference that's coming up. Man, it's less than 30 days from today. Those of you that are on the 67-day challenge, you have 36, no, what is it, 29 days left. Uh, we also are 29 days away from the 1,000th episode of Rise and Grind, which is just an absolutely remarkable accomplishment and, and, and validation of Glenn's commitment 
to delivering value every single day, no matter what is going on in the world around him. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for uh, the Grow With God conference, uh, please go check out the website as soon as you can. You could also gain access to the podcast. And the podcast, you know, we are up here. There's about 80 of us up here who are absolutely singularly committed uh, to a singular vision of delivering great value, uplifting you, encouraging you, motivating you, inspiring and educating in any way that we can. Um, to provide value and provide service. And you can actually listen to to podcasts. And I say that because there's 12 hours of phenomenal content every single day. Most of us can't listen for 12 hours a day. Um, and um, so if you miss something, you can go out and find it. And so that's pretty extraordinary. But I'm going to go ahead and jump on in to what I was going to speak about today. And, um, and Andrew, this... <laughs> This will kind of coincide, and that is don't be your biggest obstacle to overcome. And and I see that it sounds preposterous, but it's interesting how many times we end up, we could say, hey, I've got obstacles. I got financial obstacles. I've got obstacles in life. I've got, you know, uh, you know, based on where I come from, based on what my family upbringing was, based on what I've experienced. I've got these very real obstacles, um, and maybe there's even physical obstacles. And when you have a physical obstacle, um, a very real obstacle, um, you know, you has, that has to be respected, acknowledged. Um, but those things, there's somebody around the world who has overcome something that is far greater, I promise you. You know, so uh, Willie Brown in California, who years ago became mayor of San Francisco and became the most powerful man in all of California, seventh largest GDP in the world. You know, he was born in Harlem and just there is no money. And he raised him up from his bootstraps, raised himself up, put himself through school and he put himself there. You know, there's a guy named Nick Vukovic. If you've never looked up Nick Vukovic, he's been around for a while. He's got a ministry in Australia now, but this is a guy that was born with an incredibly rare condition where he was born without any limbs whatsoever, no partial limbs, no limbs, just a torso. And the guy, you could see videos of the guy, he skied, he's water skied, he's jumped into the ocean. I mean, you, you would sit there and you're just like astonished at what this guy has accomplished. So if you've got physical obstacles those can be overcome, I promise you. Sometimes, however, the virtual obstacles, the ones that are not physical, are far tougher to overcome. And so I wanted to touch on a few of those today because I'm hoping that they will resonate. Most of us will have dealt with one or more of these. One of them was just spoken about, and that's self-sabotage. You know, a lot of times people, you hear the fear of success fear of failure, but the fear of success can be stronger, more powerful, more lasting than the fear of failure. Oftentimes, you'll see people in relationships, that's a great relationship. And what do they do? They sabotage it. You know, they have an opportunity for a great job, they sabotage it. They get the best customer they've ever had as a business, they sabotage it. Sometimes you could point to things like imposter syndrome. But oftentimes, it's other things that there's something going on in our inside. And Hannah was talking about the power of having a therapist. And, you know, I did have a therapist, um, I don't know, years ago. I haven't gone to a therapist in probably 10 years. But she was phenomenal. And at that point in my life, I needed that person. I had to deal with the situations of growing up that I dealt with the things that made me block out the majority of my childhood history. I couldn't remember 80 or 90% of my own childhood history. And that's not normal. And I needed to deal with that. But it's the reason why it is important that I think that everybody could benefit because you're talking to somebody who is objective and beyond that has been specifically trained to bring out in us uh, the things that were challenged so that we can overcome things like the fear of success, that we can stop self-sabotaging us. Because the reality, in my humble opinion, is this, simply this. 
Whatever is on our insides will come outside. When you deal with somebody who's got repeatedly a temper issue, there's some kind of angst or unrest inside that human being. And there's nobody around that person who's going to be able to fix that or resolve that. That human has to do that for themselves. If we don't do it, it doesn't just affect our ability to elevate our career, elevate our income, elevate our wealth, but it affects our friendships, our relationships, our family, our children, and it keeps us from becoming the best version of ourselves. So I would strongly urge, it was one of the most incredible things I've done. I went to her for a couple of years. It wasn't just like a two-month thing or a four-visit thing. I went for a couple of years. I went even after I felt like I really understood what I was dealing with and how to manage that and how to overcome it for the long term. I still went for more than a year after that. But I want to move on to a couple of other things, a number of other things. Number one is I want you to ask yourself, if you're working for somebody right now, are you putting up with low pay? Sounds preposterous. Why would anybody put up with low pay? But you know, most people do. Most people put up with low pay for reasons like, well, I got to pay my dues, man. You know, I've never done this particular job or worked at this particular company before, or I've done this, but I haven't done it for these people or for this manager, so I need to pay my dues. Or there are people that'll say, well, man, it's tough for some companies out there, and the company probably doesn't have the money to pay me more. Um, and the third one that you oftentimes hear is, I don't know how to negotiate for more. And negotiation, believe it or not, is downright terrifying to some people. Absolutely terrifying. You always hear that the number one fear of anybody is public speaking. They actually fear it more than death, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Uh, I'd rather die than speak in front of a group of people. It's interesting. That's intense. But the fear of negotiation is very real also. And so let's revisit a couple of these. I have to pay my dues. Why do you have to pay your dues? You know, if you've done what you're doing currently, and you've done that successfully, either in your current position or for a previous uh, employer, and by the way, human beings go to work for companies, but they typically quit their bosses. And, and that's a really key thing. Somebody reached out to me and wanted to have a, uh, a coaching session with me one-on-one. -on -one. And, and, um, and so I had some opportunity. And so I, I, we connected and I made that happen. And I was so glad I did. It was a phenomenal human being. And, and the one thing he wanted to talk about, he didn't want to talk about, you know, being a nine figure entrepreneur. He didn't want to talk about raising capital. He didn't want to talk about me selling companies. Um, he wanted to talk about, David, how do you consistently hold on to employees? How did you have 350 employees and less than a 3% turnover in an industry that had an 89% annual turnover? Now, the car business is now down to about 69%, but can you imagine replacing seven out of every 10 employees every year of your life? That's a tough way to go, man. Um, by the way, the reality is, it's the salespeople that, that end up with 100% plus turnover. The other positions are less than 50%, but it's still not good. So if you're in a situation with low pay, you don't have to pay your dues. If, there's, if you're doing the same work as somebody else, you should get paid the same as they're getting paid. Doesn't matter how long you've been there. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your gender. Doesn't matter where you came from. You deserve to get that money because you're putting out that value every single day. The company doesn't have the money to pay me. How much more are you looking to get paid? I mean, what company is not gonna be able to withstand increasing somebody's pay by five bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour? I mean, 50 bucks an hour would be 100 grand a year. All right, that might have an impact on some very small businesses. 
But I doubt if anybody out there is making something to where they're likely to be expecting another $50,000 or $100,000 a year in their pay. But if they can't pay you three or five or eight or 10 bucks more an hour, they got a lot bigger problems to deal with. And if they got those kinds of problems, you probably won't want to consider making a, a career change or a or a move somewhere else, possibly. The third thing is, I don't know how to negotiate. Well, you know, I did a class and I do a coaching class every other Friday. And please join. Please don't let you be an obstacle for you. Don't let you be the biggest obstacle. I eliminate the financial issue. I charge zero. I don't upcharge. I don't sell anything at the end. There's just I'm doing it to give back. And I want to allow anybody and everybody who simply has a desire, an idea, a concept, a strategy to be able to realize the best possible outcome they can and to get there for no additional money, no impact on your wallet. You could just simply go to my Instagram and you could DM me the word coach or coaching and you'll immediately get a response from my bot. By the way, if you DM me, the only thing my bot does is handle the class, but you'll get a response that'll allow you to instantly access that coaching class. There's one this Friday um, and we're going to be talking about a number of things that are incredibly important to any person, any business, any salesperson, anybody. And that is where I'm going to share with you how to understand every denominator for success that's in your life, every denominator for success or added profitability that there is in a business. Because the reality is most of us are myopic in nature, which just simply means we tend to focus on a very narrow view. In other words, hey, if I'm going to make more money, I need to sell more widgets. Mm, That's one of at least 10 or 15 ways you can make more money, but it's not the only way. And it's the same thing if you work for somebody else. So please join. It'd be phenomenal to have you. And the best part is the community uh, that we've built there is absolutely stone cold phenomenal in amazing human beings who have experienced what you've experienced and that you get to share with each other. And it's very cool. But one of the things that we did a few weeks ago was the art and science of negotiating. And when you learn the art and science of negotiating, it will do what most of the time happens when we don't understand something, when we haven't mastered something, we have this innate fear of doing it. You know, if you're an athlete or if you're a performer, the first time you go on stage, or if you're a coach, the first time you coach, if you're a speaker, you go up on stage and you get really anxious, really nervous. But when you master how to do that, you know, you're always going to get a little butterflies. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. But you're not going to have that intense fear anymore. I want to eliminate the fear of negotiating. And better than that, I want to unleash you as a master negotiator in everything you do. So I want to eliminate that one. The second way that you could be an obstacle is, are you underestimating your own value? I mean, the reality is, or the value of your business. If you're a business, are you undervaluing your business? An astonishing percentage of businesses, human beings that own businesses, or uh, human beings that go to work for somebody actually undervalue themselves you know they will be in an interview and they won't they won't assert themselves when somebody says well this job you know we normally pay sixty-five thousand bucks a year well obviously the person that you paid sixty-five thousand dollars a year didn't get the job done and I actually have a reputation, a history, and an experience of validated, documented performance that goes so far beyond that. So for me, you know, I totally get that. But I'm going to deliver so much greater performance at a so much higher level and be an outstanding representative for your organization and an incredible asset. And as such, my expectation is 85,000. By the way, here's a hint on negotiation. Whatever somebody offers you, they're always willing to pay more or they would not have offered that specific figure. 
If I actually wanted to pay you 10 grand for your car, I would have offered you eight grand for your car, knowing that there probably is going to be some negotiating. But if I offer you 10, you can bet the fact that I'm willing to pay 10, 5, or 11, or 12. And there's a process that I could teach you that allow you to win, to win almost 100% of the time. Not 10, not 20, almost 100% of the time when you're negotiating. So I want you to consider this. Many people are actually paid based on their own valuation of their worth, not what the company is valuing them at or the business that they want to secure. You know, maybe you're an agency. Maybe you are uh, a training platform. You know, maybe you've got some other kind of service. Maybe you're a plumber. And if you assert a lower value than the expectation, I can't tell you how many times, guys, I've asked somebody, hey, what do you charge? And they tell me, and I'm like, really? I'm thinking inside my head, really? That's it? Hmm. I've actually told people, you're charging too little. And this may sound ridiculous, but I really wanted to plant this in this young lady's mind. We have some dear friends, they, you know, and they had a, a, a daughter. They have a daughter. She's 12. We have two little boys. And we needed somebody to, to watch the kids. Now, we were going to be at home, uh, but we were having a couple people over for dinner, a couple couples, and we wanted to be able to focus on them. So we needed somebody just to come over and watch our boys, entertain them, keep them happy, keep them busy, keep them playing. I asked her how much she charged, and I was astonished how little it is. And I said, never again ask for that amount of money. Because kids that are 14, 15, 16, 17 are getting more than twice that, and you're doing the exact same thing. So I'm not going to pay you the amount of money that you offered. I'm going to pay you double. But I'm going to do it on the condition that you promise me you will never, ever say that dollar amount again going forward. You will say what I'm paying you or higher. And I ran into them. I ran into her uh, about, I don't know, six or nine months later. And I was absolutely delighted to learn that she had heard that and had never charged less. In fact, she's now charging more than I, than I paid her. And how cool is that to be able to assert that in the brain of a young person that will forever serve them? Most of us didn't have somebody who did that. And so we have to fend for ourselves. And when this is the case, when you lower your value, you're acting as your own biggest obstacle to improving your business, improving your income, improving your circumstances. Some business owners will actually justify low rates because they'll say, hey, uh, you know, I really need the business or I got to prove myself to this business or, you know, or, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm worth what other people are. But, you know, in almost any business, the reality is if you do a little research online, you could find out what your kind of business charges. Make sure you do two things. Find out the range, number one. And number two, never, ever be below the midpoint in that range. I would assert always, always, always quote the highest end of that range. You could always come down. You can't easily come up once you have a client. Once you're doing business for me at a thousand bucks a month, how are you going to ask me for fifteen hundred or two grand unless you really have some substantive reason? that the value equation has changed meaningfully. This is critical. Third thing, are you willing to do work for free? And this is a razor thin line as a business. If you feel like you've got to do your website design for free in order to secure a long-term high paying client. So maybe in other words, I need a, I need a couple websites done. One is going to be something that may cost, you know, 80, $100,000 or more. And then I need another one that's just a basic two-page, three-page website. And maybe that's three grand or five grand. And you think to yourself, I'm going to do that one for free so that I can show them my capabilities so that I can cement the value of my proposition and secure that bigger deal. That's different 
that's different. That's promotional value. Um, you know, that's strategic. But when you're simply willing to work for free, it's likely that it's because you believe your knowledge or your services, or your skills are not worth anything or they're not worth enough. And so you're willing to work for free because you feel like I need to, whatever these circumstances are. I want to kill that thought in your mind. I don't have a desire to reduce it or minimize it. I want to kill it. I want to help you destroy it. That's why I do this coaching class every other week. And are you willing and able to negotiate on your own behalf? I mentioned negotiations. Most people who are currently earning less than they're worth um, are complicating the situation by having this intense fear of asking, this intense fear of negotiating because they don't have the confidence. Maybe they think, if I ask for more, oh, what if they replace me? Jeez, I listen, I'm not giving you career advice. I'm sharing with you my experiences and what I know to be true and to be factual and to be proven. But if I asked somebody for more money and they said no, there's a very good chance that I would leave. You've got to live on your own terms. The minute that you're living on somebody else's terms, it is going to have implications on your happiness. And, you know, we are all seeking. Uh, I was sharing with, with this person I was coaching. I said, you know, I want you to never forget something. When you go to Home Depot, you know, to buy a drill, it's not that you really covet owning a drill. You don't need a drill. You don't want the drill. You want a hole in a wall somewhere, right? See, it's not the drill I want. It's the hole. And it's really not a hole in the wall. I don't really need or want a hole in my wall, but I need that hole in my wall to put in a fixture. And it's not that I really want to own a fixture. Ah, excuse me really quick here. I'm so sorry. Sounds like I'm having a hearing test, but I promise I'm not. Um, it's not that I want a, a fixture just so I can look at the fixture, but I want to put that in there so I can have a light. So it's the light that you want, not the drill, not the hole, not the fixture, but the light. So if you want happiness, you need to backtrack and say, okay, wh what are the denominators for happiness? Just like there's denominators for success. When you're living a congruent life, you are on your way to having long-term success. I mean, long-term happiness, sustainable happiness. When you live on your own terms, that's part of congruent life you are on your way to happiness. So it's not a matter oftentimes of how much money we make. By the way, there's been extensive studies. How much does a human need to make? How much do we need to make in order to live a happy life? You know what that number is? It's not a million a year. It's not 5 million a year. It's not 500,000 a year. It's $80,000 a year. Anything over that, things get complicated. And don't get me wrong. If you're living in New York City or San Francisco or Honolulu, 80 grand a year may not be the number. $80,000 a year is based on the zero index, meaning there are places in the United States that if $80,000 will actually seem like 100,000 or 150,000 because the cost of living is so much lower. A house costs 200,000 versus a median price house in San Francisco, which is probably a million four, a million five. So it's all relative. But if you want sustainable success, a sustainable happiness, part of that is being happy uh, for the long term. And you, to do that, we've got to live on our own terms. So, you know, if you have an intense fear of negotiating, let's fix that. If you feel like they're going to replace you, let's fix that. Let's address that. Maybe you're thinking that you're a business, and if I ask for more, if I say I'm going to increase my rates, they're going to find a different business to work with. Here's something that might be surprising to you. Not all business is good business. Not all customers are good customers to have. We get convinced that, especially as a small business, we got to just go out and get more customers, more customers, more customers, more customers. 
Well, there's some customers that take very little support or very low maintenance, always give us high ratings, always pay their bills on time, always. <clears throat> you ever notice if you're a business that the people that pay late are also typically the biggest pains in the behind? They're the ones that always have the highest maintenance. I have to put disproportionate support. I'm always having to put out a fire. Well, is that really worth it? Is is the brain damage or the implications, the negative implications on your employees worth it? I don't think so. I've had more than one time, many times, that I've actually fired a customer. I, I remember there was an incredibly powerful, insanely wealthy family I used to deal with at the Mercedes store. I won't name the names, but man, they bought cars like it was chewing gum. And so it would have been easy to say, man, you know, these guys are hard. They're rough around the edges. Um, they're tough to deal with, but, you know, they spend a lot of money here. Well, I said that for a while. And then something happened one day. It was the final straw. One of my support people was trying to help this particular person and he absolutely let loose on an expletive-ridden tirade, just went off. And I said, okay, we're done. And so the service manager had notified me of this. I said, do me a favor. Once you check in the car, could you just bring him down to my office? Walk him down to my office. Let him know I just want to connect with him. He said hi. He was very nice to me. said hi. He sat down across my desk. And I said, so-and-so, um, I just want to let you know that I've just come to the conclusion that we can't do business together anymore. And he literally rocked back in his seat and then rocked up and he said, what are you talking about? And I said, listen, as much as we love and value your business, um, the way that you mistreat my people, our people here, is not okay. It's not acceptable. There's no business, no client, and no amount of money um, that I can accept to allow somebody to mistreat our associates that way because all they're trying to do is render the highest level of service every single day. That's all we've ever done with you. So here's the thing. I've reached out already to the neighboring dealership. Try this on. <laughs> They've... I reached out to the neighboring dealership. It was called Autobahn Motors, Mercedes-Benz. I've spoken to that service manager. I've introduced who you are. I mentioned you to the general manager, said you buy a lot of cars, and he said he'd be more than happy to help you. You know what that person did? He said, I promise you I will never do that again. He didn't yell at me. He didn't scream. He didn't run out. You know, uh, he didn't start giving me expletives. He said, David, I'm sorry. I'll, I won't do that again. And you know what? I kept that customer for years after that. And you know what? He never did it again. So we've got to have enough belief in ourselves. And that's sometimes easier said than done. We have to value ourselves, our business, and what we render, our value, in a way that is consistent with what we deserve, what you deserve. And so that's why I'm so dedicated and committed to doing these coaching classes every other Friday and why I do want you. I don't want you to just go to my IG just for the sake of going to my IG. There's the same 54 pictures that have been there for a while. You'll notice this guy is not exactly the king of social media. But if you just DM me the word coach or coaching, I will commit the time, not just for the class, but preparation, not just for that, but for community outreach for our community we've established on Facebook, not just for that, but to help connect with you. I connected with somebody else again yesterday who's at a real inflection point with their business. They have the potential to, to go atmospheric, to just go exponential, or they have the potential of being the next great idea 
that just goes into oblivion that nobody hears of ever again. And I'd like to do whatever I can do to make sure it's the former, not the latter. So, you know, if if you have a fear that asking for higher rates, a business is going to replace you, even though the rates that you're charging now aren't even covering your cost, man, I'm encouraging you to not just sign up, but I'm actually encouraging you to respect yourself and the best version of yourself enough to show up because I want to eliminate any possibility of any of us being our own biggest obstacle. You know, sometimes we feel like if we ask for more, what happens if they reject me? Now I'm getting paid less than I think I deserve and I feel bad about myself. Yeah, we got to deal with that because that's probably not on you. That's on them that they don't see the value. How many of us are in relationships that are absolutely epic relationships, the greatest blessings of our life, and yet didn't somebody else in our life replace us, reject us, not even give us the opportunity to date them one time? It's interesting, isn't it? And yet now you may be in a relationship, I pray you are, to where it is simply the most meaningful part of your life. And I want to I want to move from here to transition to one other one other thing that's on the other side. It also has to do with how well things are going to go for you this year, next year, and beyond. How fast you can scale yourself up. How much time it will take you to go from whatever circumstances, whatever level you're in, in terms of income, what's in your bank account, wealth. And by the way, guys. Please know, I said this the first class I ever did, or the first room I ever did, and it's a blessing to be here on Breakfast with Champions, and I'd be a fool to not acknowledge every week um, the heavy, heavy, heavy lifting that Sarah McCord does for everybody here, and Glenn, what he did to take a platform, a piece of technology, and turn it into humanity. That's not easy to do. And, and so I want to thank you both. But when I talk about wealth, this is not about money. This is about holistic wealth. This is about family, relationships, health, mental wellness, physical wellness, financial wellness, all of it. And so what I'm going to share with you now, I'm going to try to go through it briefly so that we have some time. So please excuse me if I blow through this. But please know that if you go to uh, uh, the Breakfast with Champions website, you can always download this podcast and you can listen to it again and again and again. God bless you if you do. Um, so that if you miss something, you can capture it. But here's what I want to say. What is truly valuable can be held within your arms. It's the people we could hold inside of our arms. Everything else is marketing. I'm going to say that one more time. I've been saying it for years. And as we continue to get barraged, inundated with four to 5,000 marketing messages, as technology continues to figure out more and more ways to crush us with marketing messages, every one of them professionally, scientifically, oftentimes designed to extricate the money from your bank account. That's it. That's it, not to deliver value, not to really solve a huge problem, a big hole in your life, just we wanna take your money, that's it. So I'm gonna say one more time, what is truly valuable can be held within your arms. It's your son, it's your daughter, it's your family, it's your wife, it's your husband, it's your siblings, it's your mom, it's your dad, it's your dear friends. Everything else is marketing. And what is truly valuable doesn't depreciate. What is not truly valuable depreciates. There's an easy line right there you can, you can draw. So don't trade. Promise me you're not going to ever again simply trade your time or your effort for money and then trade that money for something that's worth less than the money that you just earned. 
Because if you do that, you are unwittingly or willingly um, contributing to hardship. You're, you're being an obstacle to yourself. You're keeping yourself from financial freedom. You're keeping yourself from liberation day, liberation from stress, liberation from anxiety, financial stress and anxiety, liberation from pressure, liberation from debt, liberation from having to do what you have to do instead of doing what you would love to do. So these items I'm going to give you very quickly are things we all want and sometimes we think we need. And if you go to Facebook and you look up David Spisak's S-P-I-S-A-K, you can see the spelling of my name here in my bio, David Spisak's community, I'm going to post these here. Here's some things that are oftentimes aspirational or things we get. We all want them and we think we need them, but they are not worth the money. Unlimited data plans. The vast, vast majority of people on this earth are paying for unlimited data plans when the average person is using less than five gigs a month, but they're paying for way more than that. My daughter just switched to T-Mobile. She's paying less than 50 bucks a month for the same plan. I've been paying for years and years, 175, and you have too on AT&T. I'm not doing that anymore. I can pay it, but why should I? There's no value. Most app-based subscriptions are not worth the money. The average person is wasting at least 400 bucks every year. And the 400 bucks may not sound like much, but how much money did you have to earn to pay that $400? And worse yet, how much distraction are those apps costing you? That's where the real money is. Expensive gym memberships. Some people are paying $100 or more, $150, $200 a month for expensive gym memberships, and then they don't use them. Now, the reality is the gym membership that costs me 10 or 20 bucks a month has the same or similar equipment. You know, the reality is any one of us can get in extraordinary shape by doing just three or four things, walking, running, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups. That's it. How much equipment do you need for that? Approximately zero, a pair of tennis shoes, basically. That's about it. And I don't even need the tennis shoes for the push-ups, the sit-ups, or the pull-ups. Expensive brands for the sake of having them. Not worth the money. If you don't believe me, resell them. There's a company called The Real Real. Have anybody heard that? Flash your mics. Has anybody heard The Real Real? The Real Real is, boy, what a fantastic service The Real Real does. When you go out and you buy that beautiful Gucci handbag, or you buy those fantastic expensive pairs of, of Prada shoes or whatever it might be, Louis Vuitton luggage, The Real Real will be more than happy to take that off your hand for significantly less than you paid for it. And yet they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars turning around and reselling those same items for more than they paid you. Just wrap your head around that for a moment. You pay a thousand bucks, let's say for something, you have it, you go three months later, six months later, yeah, I guess this didn't give me the level of life fulfillment or ongoing happiness that I thought it was going to give me. It may, I was joyful. I enjoyed it. But three months later, it's just a thing. So I'm going to sell it. Oh, the real reels here. Well, luckily, they're going to take that $1,000 thing. Hey, guess what? They gave me 300 bucks. Congratulations. You just diminished your wealth by 70%. Doesn't make sense. Think about any of us who've got uh, storage units. You know what I call storage units? Museums of bad judgment, museums of bad decisions, because people will actually go pay for a storage unit to put things in that they just don't want to see anymore. <laughs> they don't use them anymore, but yet they paid real money for it. Expensive cars. I love cars. They've been in the car business for 40 years, but the reality is almost every car, 
even the expensive ones, the Mercedes, the Audis, the Lexus, the BMWs, you know, they depreciate 50% or more in just three years. Whereas if I go and I may buy that car two years old, you know, I can save myself from that depreciation or I could just go out and buy a less expensive car that's based on something I know I could resell for a higher value, a lower level of depreciation. Or I can lease the car and not deal with the depreciation potentially, especially if you're a business, might make a lot more sense to lease it because you could write off a lot more on a lease than you can on something you paid cash or you financed. And by the way, J. Paul Getty had a rule. If it appreciates it, if it appreciates, buy it. If it depreciates, lease it. I'm not telling you de facto this is what you should do, but you ought to check it out. It might be better for you. How many people buy new smartphones every year? 1300 bucks, 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks. They actually stand in line with their iPhone 12 to go buy an iPhone 13. And the iPhone 12 or 11 or 10 still works. The last time I looked, the point of a smartphone, first and foremost, was to make calls. The second point was to be able to take pictures because it has become our digital camera. But do you know the most of us, here's another one, here's a rub for you. We go out and buy a smartphone for the opportunity to have $400 a year worth of apps that we don't use and to take tens of thousands of pictures that we will never again look at for the rest of our life, most of which we won't look at. In fact, there's apps you could pay for now that will just simply eliminate all the duplicate photos that you have. Oh, there's cloud-based storage to keep your 50,000 photos that you don't look at ever again. So now we've figured out how to have virtual storage units rather than our physical storage units. Cable TV, why do we wanna pay 200, 250 bucks a month for 300, 400, 500, 800 channels and you watch five of them? If you look at millennials, the vast, vast majority of them, overwhelmingly, overwhelming majority, they stream. Here's what I wanna watch, I don't care about anything else, I'm sure the heck not gonna pay for it. Expensive furniture, if you're gonna keep it for five, 10, 20 years, great. Otherwise, the depreciation is unbelievable. Same thing with expensive jewelry, I hate to say it. If De Beers, who owns more diamonds, controls the diamonds in the world, if they released, it's said that if they released every diamond that they have, diamonds would be worth about a dollar. I mean, whatever, a hundred bucks. But they're very wise on the, on the flow. Rolex does the same thing. Go to a Rolex store, you won't see many Rolex watches, and it creates demand, artificial demand, intense demand, intense desire, which allows you to keep that margin up. And the last one I'll say, it doesn't sound like much, but it's meals and food delivery. I did some research. Did you know that the average markup, depending on who you use, and this is on a sandwich, is 25 to 91%. Do yourself a favor, bring yourself a sandwich. <laughs> Make yourself a sandwich, bring it to work, because is it really worth ordering a $10 sandwich and paying $18 for your $10 sandwich? I don't know. It's just worth considering. So I hope that these two particular topics, one is, the overall topic is don't be your biggest obstacle. The first kind of lower topic, subtopic, is identify whether your obstacles are real or virtual. The good news is either one can be overcome. The second subtopic is what is truly valuable. What truly makes us wealthy can be held in our arms and everything else is marketing where somebody is trying to take money from you. So with that, I want to open it up. We've got about 10 minutes left. And I want to first and foremost, thank you for joining. Secondly, I want to um, just say again, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Thanks for trusting us with your time. And you are on the Breakfast with Champions, the world's greatest breakfast table, where every day we all come here, and not just those of us who are speaking in a room, but anybody that comes into the room to listen, everybody that comes on stage to share. 
we are devoted, committed to uplifting, inspiring, educating, motivating in any way that we can in the hopes that something that somebody will say will be transformative in your life, will uplift you in a really meaningful way. So with that, I want to open it up. Does anybody have feedback, questions, suggestions, anything they want to share? And I can't, oh, yeah, I, hey, is that uh, Dr. Anoop? By Dr. Anoop, you got a streak going here. You're here every single day. We love that. Dr. Anoop, what would you like to say? Good morning, Mr. David. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was actually, the one thing that hit me home, I was actually shifting my gym membership to a brand new, I don't know what what, what I was going through. But the, the same gym I'm going to, that, that's already awesome. I don't need to change that gym. And, and it's exactly the thing, finally, that hits me home. And yes, I'm coming to your class again this Friday. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. That's all. This is Dr. Anup from India, and I'm done speaking for the moment. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining. Appreciate you joining the class. Appreciate your sharing here. Um, anybody else have anything they want to share? They want to offer up or anybody have a question at all about anything that I touched on today. And I apologize. I can't really see microphones that well here. Um, David, this is Tony Mon Nefertiti. Thank hey, you. Tony for, hey, thank you for an, an amazing segment. I just want to say you put things into um, a different perspective every time you speak. But the fact that you spoke on um, not you know, people just not asking for more. And then when you broke it down and just said, you know, that if a company can't afford to pay you another eight or $10 an hour, then they have greater problems. That really resonated with me. Um, but when you started off the, um, the part about self-sabotage, um, that's something that I'm working on and I feel like I tend to do, um, a lot. And it's, is more so um, of an unconscious thing. So we have to, you know, continue to work on it daily. So I appreciate your share and your segment. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Tony Mo. Um, anybody else? Was that Linda? Hey, David. Uh, yes, hey, Linda. Linda. How are I you? wanted to say this. Hey, Thank you. I would say that I don't know Linda, your 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 audio is um you sound super robotic. Can you Try hear me? Is it That's still robotic? Better. Is it still yeah, much better? Okay, much awesome. better. Thank you. So I, I just wanted to say I don't know. Uh oh. Here it goes again. Okay. <laughs> audio just Am I robotic again? You are. Is it bad again? You, uh, yeah, it is. Is it okay? Now it's better. Okay. So oh, hit me. <laughs> I'll try hit not me. to move. I'll try not to move. Okay, so I, I just wanted to highlight the value that you're giving everyone. It's actually legacy creating. What you talked about was negotiation, first of all, and secondly, asking for more. The thing, key thing is if you um, can't increase your, your rate or your salary more than likely once you're in the job. So it's important for one to, first of all, research, research, research what it is that you're trying to apply for to find out what the industry standard is for that particular role. Then when you're in the role, if you want to continue to get higher raises is to make sure that you bring it up to your management. But by doing that, you show them that you have the gumption, you have the gall to talk about how great you are, but you also have to back it up with metrics. You have to show oh, how I much value you you're that. bringing. Yes. Yeah. You yes. have to show, show the value that you're bringing. You have to show them like, Oh, from A to Z, I increased profitability by 215%. I increased customer satisfaction by 1,000%. So you have to not only ask for a raise, but you have to show why you're valuable. But in doing so, you have to show what your value is on the outside. So you have to be willing to leave and go somewhere, somewhere else 
and get another job in that same or that time uh, Linda, what a phenomenal share. I hope that everybody really picked up on what she, what Linda was sharing because that was insanely powerful. It's really easy to want more money, but you gotta you gotta accomplish something. You gotta put up the work. You can't get hired for you know fifty grand a year and say I'll start doing a hundred thousand dollar a year work when they pay me a hundred grand. That's not the way the world works. You got to, if you show up and do a hundred thousand dollar a year work every day, it's going to be impossible to ignore you. Okay. And so that's what you got to do. You got to be your own PR firm, but Hey, if I was a PR firm and I hired my PR firm to put a glow on my business, to amplify my business and my business never delivered to anybody, that's the worst thing I could do. So Linda, thank you for that share. It looked like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, uncle G just entered the room. What's up, Uncle G? And just come in to get some wisdom, bro. Man, you came to the right place because my I hour. I did. Wherever up. you are, wherever <laughs> you are, there I go. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much. Um, you know, I'm at the bottom of the hour, but what I've been sharing with people, uh, Grant, it's really astonishing how oftentimes businesses, uh, people that own businesses, or they themselves, they undervalue themselves. You know, one of the things that I really admire about your organization um, is that the fact that, you know, whether somebody is going to physically see a client or not, they're going to dress the part, number one. Number two is that you train every day. You guys train every day, motivate every day, coach every day. So just like Breakfast with Champions, there's going to be inspiration, motivation, education, but there's going to be one other thing, expectation, right, Grant? So our staff, uh, I don't know that we do this 100%, but, man, we're we're in the high 70s or 80s across almost 200 people. Every day they're required to train and role play and not, not on customers, don't, on, the, on one another. So whether you want to or not, it's mandatory. We do it every day. Um, and you know, after some period of time, you start you start having more confidence in what you're doing when you've done it, you know, a hundred times, and then five hundred times, and then one day a thousand times, or like me, ten thousand times. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I, I will say something: every single human that has ever worked for you, when they reach out to me, they're a stone cold killer. There is there is no need for them to have a self esteem class. And it's not because they're egotistical. They're never arrogant. They're never anything short of professional, considerate, respectful, polite, understanding, great listeners. But they're stone-cold killers. They know exactly what they want to do, what they need to do, and they know how to do it because they have been trained. So if you're in a situation where you're putting up with low pay, low results, low rates as a business, underestimating yourself, that's a clue. Go train yourself, go play role, do role plays, get a coach, do what you need to do to get yourself to the point to where you could be an absolute stone cold killer. You know, so it's like, hey, you got to be and you got to be your own PR firm. So uh, and the last thing I'll just say is this. Listen, get as much as you can on that top line and then understand this, that if you run a business, you have a P&L and on the top of the P&L is sales. On the bottom of the P&L is expenses. And the very last line is net profit. For every dollar of sales you bring in, only 5 or 10 or 20 or 30%, maybe a little more, will go to the bottom line. For every dollar a company saves in their expense structure, 100% goes on the bottom line. There's a 100% ROI on every dollar. So when I shared with you things that you're probably out there spending money on, that are not providing you the value, just know that those things are going to also increase your income in addition to whatever it is that you could do to improve your own value, improve your skills, to go out and make more money. Um, I'm David Spizak. My hour is over by two minutes. I apologize for running over, but I thank you for joining. 
Grant, uh, thank you for coming in. I always appreciate Grant always stops in even for a minute. Uh, Glenn, thanks for having me, and thank you for everybody that took the time to listen. I have the pleasure. David, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for this segment, Vernita. Hey, Vernita, if I haven't told you lately, Vernita, I love you, Vernita. I I, I love I love the hot sauce that you bring. Um, so uh, thank uh, you. Thank keep bringing it. I love that. Um, but thank you all. Love you all. I don't have to know you in person. I hope to meet you one day. By the Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.